welcome to the Anti-MLM Podcast. I'm Emma Rose. And I'm Francine Brown. And hopefully the audio is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, please. <laughs> please. It's been kind of really bad. Yeah, it's it's a little rough because we use, you know, someone else's whatever host platform, which is great. It's easy and it's free and I, I love it. But uh, we do want to work on our sound quality. So if you guys have any tips or better, cheap <laughs> ways to go about this, you know, <laughs> we're all ears. <laughs> right. Um, I have so many things to talk about today. Oh, my gosh, you do. It's so hard keeping up with you this week. <laughs> I, I had a really... You're doing things, man. This quarantine I... has been great for you. <laughs> we're making big moves. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, it's kind of crazy. So, okay. So, first, we have a couple guests in the work who I took forever to email back. So, they're so sweet. And they've been, we've been chatting back and forth today. Um, we have a Rodan and Fields former hun and then a Beachbody former hun. And I'm so excited to be able to share more details about both of them because... There's just, I'm so excited. They're so perfect for the show. <laughs> yeah. And I can't wait to get the inside because one, like Beach Bodies, especially, is like, well, I have friends in both Beach Bodies and Rodan and Fields. And I'm like, what are you guys really thinking? You know? So I cannot wait to hear like their side of it. Yeah. It looks so perfect, you know, from Facebook and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it is, it's just going to be really nice to talk to other people who want to share their story. Like, it makes me feel like we're reaching people and that gives me a little bit of imposter syndrome. Have you heard of that? No, I'm like, wait a minute. What are you? <laughs> okay. So imposter syndrome is this thing where like, and I'm not saying that like we're super successful or anything, but like when you are successful or you're considered someone like, you know, who knows what they're talking about, you often feel like you're not like you're not qualified to be that person like yeah it's interesting that you say that because I've been feeling like that like more recently when you're like trying to come up with ideas and things we should talk about I'm like well wait we can't really talk about that I'm not qualified to talk about that like I don't know I don't I don't should we be doing that like are we allowed to say that right I've been feeling that a lot recently yeah and I kind of like I kind of got that from you so I'm glad that I didn't even think about that part of it when I was bringing up imposter syndrome but yeah. So like, just to give everyone a, you know, concrete example, like I want to do an episode about ways that we can keep busy. And like, we talk about like, I want to talk about a lot about more like mental health aspects and like, maybe different nutrition options. Because, you know, if Beachbody isn't the way to go about being stuck at home and not being able to exercise, like, what can you do instead? Like, I want to provide alternatives for what the Huns are trying to show. And it's like, okay, well, are we, it's like, we're not experts at all. And I don't think either of us claim to be, but I think that both of us have, could bring really good insights to the table that could help people, you know, like yeah. for, like for free. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's something. So I've been feeling like, kind of like it's, it's too real, you know, like we do have, 
a good amount of listeners so far that I wasn't really expecting, (laughs) you know, like, yeah. So it just feels really weird and really real to like, be here doing this. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. So, um, okay. Let's talk more about some of the exciting things that happened to me this week, because it's kind of been unreal. (laughs) Okay. Let's hear it. Um, okay. So I've been going through and selling all of the stuff in my house pretty much like to make money now. And so I posted a pair of shoes on a local selling app and I got a request to see a picture of me wearing them. (laughs) And I thought, I was like, okay, well maybe they just want to see like, you know, sometimes when you wear sandals, your heel could like fall off the back and maybe they were my size and just wanted to make sure that they like fit well. <laughs> and like in the They're like, is it a true eight? I really need to see somebody wear it in a size eight. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't think it was a weird question, but in the back of my head, I did think like this could get weird. And it did immediately. <laughs> so I posted the pictures and I was like, okay, I, you know, updated the post for you. And then Wait, you posted um, the pictures of, of you wearing them. Yep. I posted the pictures of me oh, wearing them no. and then they, they complimented my feet, which made me feel great. And then wanted to know if I wanted to pose for some photos for some money. So, <laughs> so I got more details just cause I was curious and it's a very legitimate, um, Instagram page with a lot a lot of followers. And I said, you know, like, I really respect what you do. I think it's great. Like the page is great. It's not my thing. And I would like to politely decline. But um, yeah, so I could have been a famous foot model. You could have been. And I looked at the page too. And I was not like, like that creeped out. It like it has like a brand to it, you know, (laughs) and like, yeah, like the it, girls that were doing it, it wasn't like sexual. It was more like, I don't know. It yeah. was interesting. I thought, I thought I really, when I said what I just said, like, I really meant it. Like I, I thought it was artful, you know, I, it was not as bad. It was not as creepy or weird as I thought it was going to be when I was like clicking the link, like, oh God, what am I going to see? <laughs> you know, like, so I was like, you know what? Like, you know, we all have our our kinks and whatever you know I respect it It, it's just because it's not my thing that you know do your thing keep up the good work I told him (laughs) you did I did tasteful foot pics I thought it was great (laughs) so man so that happened which was really great um and then I also wanted to talk to you about the fact that I made my very first cheesecake this week. Ooh. Yeah. So if you guys are not enjoying us chatting, you might just want to skip ahead a little bit because we are going to get to something good. Um, we're going to react to someone's Instagram post who's trying to recruit <laughs> during this time. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to talk about all this stuff. And I, I like, I think that you guys like it. So, I mean, you're listening. So... <laughs> so so what do you mean you're where are you going with that you're stuck with us um okay so I made my first cheesecake and I was like I was all excited because I thought I did such a good job and like they came out of the oven and they were like super high like a souffle and I was like oh this is so good 
and then they all completely collapsed (laughs) oh it collapsed yeah it ended up collapsing so I think I beat the eggs too long um because apparently it's not supposed to like rise up super big like a souffle Mm -mm. um but they tasted delicious we did some macerated strawberries on top and they Mm. were really good so yeah I was proud of that and I always talk about food so I wanted to share with you guys (laughs) okay well I have the best cheesecake recipe um from culinary school oh and it's like my go-to so I can share it with you when you get a minute awesome okay we're definitely gonna do that because I decided that I really need to get good at making cheesecakes and I think we're gonna like make it one of my new hobbies yeah, cheesecake is probably one of my favorite foods. Me too. That's exactly what I said when we were eating it. <laughs> I was like, you guys, this is really dangerous right now because I'm a little bit too happy. And yes. Or you know what's good. also good is like there's a box one at the grocery store. It's like a Jello product. Mm. And you just mix it in and it's um, it's like a cheesecake. It's kind of like pudding. I don't know. But it's basically from Jello and it's their, their no-bake cheesecake. Mm, yeah, I think I've good. Good seen it. Oh, yeah, no, it's super good. Like if you just want that like little tangy. Yeah, that's, that's my no. Favorite. I've definitely I've definitely made no bake cheesecakes before because I I do love to bake. Um, but I've never made like one where you had to put in the oven. So I'm like, okay, now it's kind of like a science thing for me, and I want to figure it out and get good at it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um. Okay. So that was our food chat. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. There's two other, like, little projects that are drawing my attention, and I just want to let everyone know that it's something that I have my eyes on. And um, one of my friends on Twitter has been sending me some Stella and Dot information, and I now cannot wait to find out everything about Stella and Dot. I watched an unboxing video on YouTube last night, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So we're going to – that's on my list of companies to like get into because it's crazy well Stella and Dot was the one my sister-in-law tried to do and she had the excuse of like well I'm gonna buy the jewelry anyway so I might as well become a consultant and then um she threw a party and like I was the only person that showed up and then she was really mad at everybody because literally (laughs) I was the only one that's so sad yeah and then I think she never that was the last she did of it and then she was out yeah, I mean, but I would, I kind of want to talk to her, the person like above or her, like the person that signed her on. Yeah. She did it for a while. And I want to talk to her because she, like, I'm friends with her too. She was, she went to a the bachelorette party and everything when my sister in law yeah. was marrying my brother. So she would be interesting because I don't think she does it anymore. But she also is like a super successful businesswoman in general. Like, she has her own business, and so I never understood why she did Stella and Dot, too. Yeah. And she never advertises it on her, like, on her, in her life. She is only, she only advertises her actual business. Like, yeah. So I'd be interested to see, like, what she has to say about it, and if she still does it. I'm going to try to talk to her. Okay, cool. All right, so Stella and Dot, you're on our radar. Um, and then also I decided for my next deep dive, I'm going to do IntelliTravel. Oh, geez. What the heck is that? Okay. So it's one of these big travel company MLMs. And 
<clears throat> I follow someone in teletravel.com on Twitter and I've been chatting with them and they're going to get me some information and write up their research so we can go through. But apparently the travel MLMs are kind of like all founded by the same people. And there's like a long history of the same people just starting new companies. And so that one that I sent you earlier this week, I boomerang is also connected with all these other ones. It's just a mess. And the income disclosure is disgusting. It's terrible. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's all I have on that for now. So stay tuned. But my, Um, I think it's my, is it my turn to do a deep dive next? Yep. It's your turn next. I'm pretty sure I'm going to try to tackle beach bodies. That's like my goal. We'll see what I I can find. I think that's perfect because one of our guests is Beachbody and they've been in the news a lot lately. So we could either bundle it all together or do like two kind of big Beachbody episodes. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yay. Um, I have one other thing that's a fact check from our last episode, the Arbonne episode. Mm-hmm. When we were going over the Mercedes Benz numbers, I think you accidentally said sixteen hundred instead of six hundred. Oh yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, so I just wanted to kind of point that out that that was just a little misspeaking, and we I do that talking. a lot with numbers. Like, so I need to slow down because I I add extra zeros onto things. Like, yeah, I add. Sure. Yeah, it's like a I've always done that. Yeah, for life. sure. No worries. I thought it was just like you know we're. We I know that it's I, important. I did that in to... Mary Kay too in one of the in one of the Mary oh, Kay did episodes. You? Yeah, I noticed that too. So yeah, okay. thank you for bringing that up because I totally forgot about it. But it yeah, yeah. If we ever we're we are pretty like that's another reason I think we're a little hesitant to do episodes that aren't kind of fact based or just like resp- responding to things because we want to make sure that we're being accurate. So if you guys catch anything, just like call us out and we'll bring it to light because we want to make sure that we are being factual because that's the whole point is that MLMs try to say all these things and they just are not true and they don't make any sense so we want to make sure that we're in the right right yeah (laughs) um yeah so that's all I have which was a ton so thank you guys for listening (laughs) I've been I've been dying to talk to everyone about all these things. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So should we get into our reaction? Yes. Okay. Let me pull up the screenshot. So this is actually from a Beachbody Hun. And as I was going through some of the stuff that I was looking at this week, that's been going on in the news with them. I came across like two of like the top huns that are pretty active with like battling the anti MLM community. It looks like, and like their content is just like real by the book MLM. Is this the one that you sent me? Is this her? Yeah, this is one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't look into what level she is in Beachbody, but I I know that she's, like, high up there. She's, like, one of the top ones. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, uh, I'm just, like, <laughs> like, I'm, like, this is going to be really frustrating for me because the, the post that she's posting is, like, uh, 
it has to do with moms and I'm a mom. So just, I'm really trying to like, not sound like a judgy bitch, but like at the same time, I feel like, you know, it's really hard. It strikes a nerve. Yeah. You know, and I'm not a mom. So I ran across this and that's another thing that always kind of made me feel like I wasn't going to be successful in the multi-level marketing because I didn't have kids and like pregnancy is seen as like a big moneymaker for your business or because you, have, you have, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. You have, no, it's okay. You have so much content to share because you're pregnant. Yeah. Or it's your why, like what other reason is better than having kids? Like that's your why. Exactly. So I always felt like really left out of this. So I was going through her posts and I just ran across this one and thought it was particularly terrible because it's so specific and predatory on mothers specifically. So what she's doing is, and we're going to go through there. She has like bullet points here and we're going to go through and react to each one of them. Um, But if you guys don't know what copyright, do you know what copywriting is? Because I didn't know before I got involved in this world. Okay, here's the definition of copywriting. Copywriting is the act or occupation of writing text for the purpose of advertising or other forms of marketing. The product called copy is written content that aims to increase brand awareness and ultimately persuade a person or group to take a particular action. So when you see like those ads on Facebook that are like this long winded story and you can tell that it's like trying to connect with you, that's just copy. Like you can take classes on how to write copy. And that's something that we were taught inside LuLaRoe, like, how to write to get people to buy from you. Hmm. Okay. So this is basically when we go through this, I just wanted to like kind of enlighten that side of it. Like keep in mind that she, the, the way that this is written is intentful to persuade you to buy into this dream. Like this isn't just her being relatable. This is purposefully predatory okay okay gotcha (laughs) I just it's just now that I'm aware of it it's so easy for me to like see that like how we're being manipulated just by words that people use so you know just be on the lookout (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay so do you want to start yeah so this post is specifically targeted at mothers and it says looking for a very Very is capitalized specific mama. Are you her? Do you know her? And can you tag her? Let me describe her. So she's calling all moms. (laughs) So her first bullet point is she goes by mama all day. And truthfully, there is nothing she loves more than the title. But when the littles go to bed at night, she craves human in all caps connection. And she craves a place for her to go mentally and to do something just for her. So her use of capitalization is like, I don't know. Exhausting. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. needs to chill because it's like yelling. Yeah. Okay, so here's my problem <laughs> with this first point. Um, there's a lot of mom guilt out there and a lot of, she, she plays a lot on mom guilt throughout this and you'll see it. Um, with this part specifically, um, I'm 
I'm one of the moms that's like that. Like I, to me, to be a mom every day, it's kind of exhausting. Like jokingly, I changed my name yesterday for my kids. I didn't want to be called mom anymore because I was so sick of hearing mommy, 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 mommy all day long. Um, but I think that using that guilt, especially for a woman that wants to like go out and do something like for human contact, using an MLM in the place of that social contact is not the way to go. And she's like somebody that's especially feeling lonely as a mother is going to seek this out and be like, wow, I really do. Like she's thinking what I'm thinking. Cause as a mom, we all have gone through that where like, I want friends, you know, I want real yeah. friends. I want to go out and get drinks. I want to go to brunch. I want to do those things. I don't want to feel guilty about it, but I don't want to have to sell things to these people. I want to have like real relationships and that is what she's bringing up is a totally valid point that most moms feel. My sister feels it when I talk to her. I feel it. But that's not something that you should use as a way to get somebody to do something. Because playing on a mom's guilt, we have so much guilt already. Like, we don't need that as a reason for you to try to sell us something. A hundred percent. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm not a mom, so I can't understand mom guilt fully, but this is something that I hear from some of my closest friends who are moms, that this is a, it's a real problem. And, you know, we all crave human connection. And I know that for moms, it's even worse because you're just, it's all about the kids, you know? So it's just such a gross way to try and exploit people right especially when somebody can be like super down in the dumps like if they're having marital problems or something's like really going on and they like they just need a friend like reaching or out like to her is really not going to help you and it's it's really misleading for you to to use your platform that they're going to have to pay into to like seem like you're going to be there for them that's not what you're that's not your goal and that's really messed up for somebody especially with depression and everything that goes along with the mom guilt and being a mother like some moms get into some thick depression and like this is actually I think gonna hurt somebody more and you should really not pray into that or use that as like your you know business proposition it's just really sad it's yeah it's it's just, it's like incomprehensible, really. Right. I mean, it's just the fact that this is such a common thing. This is just one post. I know that other people are doing Oh, you this. see it all the time. And I even explained in a previous episode, like, when I was at my lowest because of having kids in the struggle, that's when I got targeted the hardest and, like, almost joined something like this. So it is not a secret that they target mothers for these exact reasons like the I mean it's it's like a standing joke that like the stay-at-home mom is doing this you know this this is the type of people that they go after a hundred percent yeah so then the second bullet is mom guilt number two she knows deep down she's a better in caps mom when she does things for herself when she's working out eating right and taking care of herself but she needs a little direction so Again, <laughs> playing into the mom guilt of when you have kids, you sacrifice yourself. And a lot of times you sacrifice your body, you sacrifice, you know, your eating schedule, your sleeping schedule, you sacrifice everything. And 
you know, sometimes like, especially if you're one of those moms that goes to yoga every day, the, the it's not so much anymore, but it used to be like, wow, she should be home with her kids. Like, what is she doing? If you want to have your own, like, I don't know, thing that you like to do on the side, it, a lot of times people, you could be judged for that. Um, right. So she's playing again into the mom guilt about being, finding yourself in this path of being a mom and that you need leadership for this. And I think that's kind of a BS argument. Like you just need to be okay in your own self and like find things that you like. Do you need somebody to tell you how to, to do that? I don't think so. And I think that her way of, you know, joining Beachbody is definitely not the leadership you need because that's the leadership of making quotas and making sure you're, approaching random strangers and cold calling and sending sending emails out so like again she's playing on something like me since I've had kids I've gained a lot of weight I've struggled with fitness and do I need to join Beachbody to come out of that no is that gonna help me I don't know probably not maybe not but I'm not going to pay somebody all this money to join a team and to become a leader when really I just need a group of like-minded friends that I'm not paying and I can like get myself out of it or I need to like start my own workout regimen or start taking care of myself and not feeling guilty about it. I don't need like this whole concept. And it's just, again, with the mom guilt, like she needs to relax on that. Yeah. And this is for, for those of you, I'm going to try and bring like the non-mom perspective or like a different way that you could see this for people targeting different groups because like what she's saying on its core is true like when we take care of ourselves first we can provide better for those around us like the 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 meaning of the message isn't wrong but it's wrong to use it in a way that makes you feel guilty and makes you join this pyramid scheme you know like our lives are hectic and crazy. And if you're not finding time for yourself, you need to figure that out on your own. A pyramid scheme or a multi-level marketing company is not going to help you. Like it's going to make things worse. Right. You know, like, so we're not trying to say that like some of the things that she's saying like, she's not necessarily lying. She's just writing copy to get you guys to connect with you and buy her product. But she's using people's insecurities and things. Yep. Like, that's, like, abusive. Like, you don't use people's insecurities yes. to benefit yourself. That's not how yes. a good person with a strong moral foundation works. Yes. Know? That is such... Oh, my gosh. That's one of the points that I wanted to make that I didn't write down. And then couldn't remember what it was so I'm so glad you said that that is a hundred percent true when if you have a friend who you share something with that's like deeply personal and then they later use that against you that's abusive like people shouldn't be holding things against you when you find someone who can accept you and you can share things with and then they don't hold it over your head for another reason later like that's true friendship and when you get people like this who you tell a secret to and you say oh my gosh I related to your post so much 
you know, like we've been going through some hard times later down the road, they're going to use that information against you to get you to get deeper into the business. And like, that's not fucking fair to you. Right. So yeah, thank you. That was, it's so true. Okay. Should we go to the next one? She is motivated to earn an income that is founded in helping others so that she can teach her kids. You can love what you do and be compensated well for it. So, well, we haven't gone deep into beach bodies, but we've gone into some of the other MLMs, and we know that you don't get compensated well for it. Um, and the chances of you being one of the people who are compensated well for it are literally like 1%. Yeah, and if you want to be compensated well, you're going to have to recruit other people and do what you're, you know, but... Um, from somebody that has kids and has to balance having an income, I also work a part-time job where I earn basic income. I work for a big corporation and, um, I have sacrificed my career so that I could raise my kids and I have, um, you know, it sucks. (laughs) I'm just going to put that on there, (laughs) right? Um. Uh, but I do earn a small income. That's my own. Like, I help out with the, you know, this having extra spending money and bills. And it's my way of, you know, talking to people. I work with public. You know, I work in the um, food and beverage industry. So, it's like a part-time job. Yeah. Um, I don't, that, like, if you are really truly looking for something out there, there are other options. Um, and... I think when she, she capitalizes, like, helping others, like, you, you're you going to make an income based off of helping others. Like, we know that from going into other companies, this isn't necessarily helping other people. In many, many instances, you're putting people in a lot of debt and financial issues. And I know from your, you can speak from your own experiences of, like, did joining an MLM help you? Do you felt like you helped others through it? No, I mean, and financial, I mean, financial stress is some of the worst Oh yeah, stress. I think it, it's like one of the leading causes of like failed relationships too, right? Like, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't want to say things that aren't true, but I know that it's like a, a huge yeah, it's up there. reason why people fight. Yeah. So like, just to like statistically speaking like the numbers are out there the 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 reason that these companies and their huns have to be so manipulative is because no one would join based on the facts they don't want you to see the facts they don't want you to know what's really happening because you would never join (laughs) so like they have to use all these tactics and prey on your vulnerabilities to get you to join and that's just wrong (laughs) so bad and then they say like helping others so when you talk about beach bodies it's it's about losing weight so yeah these people you're not you're helping others lose weight right that's your premise but if you really wanted to help people in like that facet you need an education. You need, um, if you wanted to, you know, help people work out, you need to understand that 
there's people out there that do that for a living and they have an education and credentials and licensing to do that. So you're making an income off of selling a product to people and selling a subscription to a workout videos. It's not, if you really were passionate about that, there's a real way to go about it. And the beach bodies concept is not the way there's no schooling or information that you have that you can really recommend a diet for somebody or recommend the shakes or recommend an exercise regimen. Like that is not the avenue that you need to be pursuing. If you really truly want to help people in that, that way. Yeah. Because on top of the fact that you don't need to have any knowledge or education, you just need to pay money. You also like, Oh, fuck. I forgot where I was going with that. But like, you're all Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're also literally stealing money from the people beneath you to pay yourself and your upline like this system is flawed inherently. And so it's just bad. And also, I have a major problem with before and after pictures. Because if we're talking about self love and self worth and building your confidence, you know, I don't care if I am 250 pounds or whatever I weigh, I am always worthy of love. I don't, I am not more worthy of love in an after photo than I was before. You are not going to get that feeling that you're missing if you lose weight. Like you will, you might feel healthier and have more energy and all this stuff. But like, if something's missing inside and you don't have that self-love, like that's how you have to start getting healthy is like building real habits that help you move more you know not doing home workouts online without any training (laughs) right well that's so true I I mean I gained a bunch of weight like when I was in my early 20s and I got a personal trainer and a nutritionist and I lost all that weight I still had the same mindset I didn't even know I lost the weight like I knew I was working out but like people would say oh my gosh you look so good you're so skinny and Like, I still have the same body images. I still, like, just because I lost weight didn't change really my mental state. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think I've always had, like, my my weight has fluctuated a ton. And I have fallen for these health and wellness, like, schemes before and never had any success. You know, I would lose weight and then I would always gain it back. And so I finally in this past year of my life that's been like so transformative like I finally am learning that like I don't need to worry about what I look like I need to worry about like am I moving enough am I eating like real food you know like and I just am not worried about before and after pictures I'm just worried about treating myself well so it's I just think that the whole diet industry is just sick yeah definitely is unhealthy I mean, yeah, it is unhealthy and it's not meant to last because then you would stop buying their products. Right. They want you to keep coming back. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. We could probably do a whole nother episode on that because it makes me sick. Yeah. All right. Did we finish that point? Back to more mom guilt. (laughs) (laughs) She wants to be successful and contribute to the family, but 
She hates that she has to leave her kids. She wants both. Knows it exists, but just needs the right platform. Okay, so that doesn't exist. You can't do it all. And I'm so sick of that whole idea that a mom has to be skinny. She has to have a side hustle. She has to have amazing kids that behave themselves that are clean. She has to be able to cook. She has to, I mean, the, the pressure and stuff that gets put on all the things that we have to do, like there's like memes about it. I was trying to find the one I found because it was like the, it was like that messy Barbie, like her hair's all everywhere. And she like has her mascara running. It's like me trying to homeschool my kids, uh, not give them coronavirus, social distance, find toilet paper, go to the grocery store and have, you know, it's like all these things that you have to do as a mom. Like, this is something that we think about all the time. And like I said, I gave up my career to have kids. That's a decision I made. My sister, complete opposite. She kept her career and she has a nanny and she goes through the same thing that I I feel. I feel like I lost my way because I was destined for greatness. And now all I do is stay home with my kids. Where my sister, she has guilt about going to work and not being there with her kids every day. So either way. Right. It's a lose-lose. There is no work-from-home opportunity where you can pay attention to your kids. Because if you're working from home, you still have to do your job. If you are in a platform like Beachbody, and you can attest to this on your side about how much time and effort it actually is to put... Like, I'll be on Facebook scrolling, and my kids will be talking to me, and I'm not paying attention because I'm distracted by my phone. A hundred percent. And as much as we want to pretend that we can multitask, it's not true. It's the same in relationships. You'll be scrolling on your phone thinking you're paying attention to your significant other. And then you're like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. What did you say? That's not respectful. And it's not spending time with people. And, you know, that was a major problem for me. I was highly addicted to my phone and I've had to break that. And my relationships since have gotten a lot better because I'm not distracted. Right. So. The idea that this is going to give you so much free time and you can have both. Again, she's playing into the guilt that every mother, whether you stay home with your kid, whether you go to work and have a career, you're sacrificing yourself or you're sacrificing time with your child either way. So you have to be accepting of the choices that you're making and just try to do what's right for your kids because only you know. So for her to say that, she doesn't know what's right for your kids. She doesn't know what's right for your family. And her solution yeah. is not the the thing that's going to make, like, this is going to make so many women, this will be the thing that she says it's going to make so many women who struggle like my sister. My sister wishes that she could have more time with her kids. And so many women are going to use this and be like, gosh, I wish I could just, you know, real quick make some, make a couple grand a month so that I could stay home with my kids and not feel guilty about that's This is not, this is not it. I promise. It's not. It's just, it's not hard stop. Like, period. No, don't, don't do this. <laughs> yeah. Please. Please. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so frustrating. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Okay, so the next one is she is resilient and knows that to create something long-lasting, it will take work, and she isn't a stranger to it. After all, she is a mama. So uh, this is a tough one because they want you to be in this for the long term, and this is one of the things that all of these companies, I'm betting, tell people to get them to keep trying and keep spending their money and keep wasting more money um, to keep them in longer because it just, they just say it takes more time, you know, and it, it takes time to build something successful. That's true, but not in an MLM. It's just not guaranteed. Right. No amount of work, the work that you put in doesn't equate the money you make because right. you rely on getting other people to join you. And you brought that up on another episode where you were talking about how they told you this journey is going to be so hard and yeah. anything that's worth working hard for is going to be worth it in the end. And I like, I remember you bringing that up. So that's kind of like what she's saying. And it's basically like blaming you. Like, you know, this is going to be really, really hard. Yeah. And they're just planting the seed Like, this is all such subtle manipulation that it's really hard to see. But once the seed has been planted in your head, then it will grow over time. And you'll keep believing that you just need more time, more money to be better yourself. Whatever it is, it will keep you in longer because you're resilient. And, like, thinking yourself as resilient, you know... It means you've weathered the storm and you've come out better. And I can't tell you how many times I was told that whatever hard time I was going through, it was going to be worth it when I got successful, you know, like, and it's just not, I kept holding on to hope for so long, for so long. And it's like, this is going to be like a sensitive topic if anyone wants to skip ahead. But like, if you have a friend who's in an abusive relationship, and I'm sure that a lot of people either have been that person or know someone, but like, they, they, a lot of times keep holding out hope that that person will one day get better, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what keeps them in. And that's why this is so dangerous. Because like, it's literally the same tactics that you know, abusers and domestic situations use as well. So it's, I get really like tense when I talk about this stuff because it's so serious to me. Like this is real and it's happening and it's not okay. And I, I don't know, like if people think that talk, like making that comparison is not fair, but I can tell you that I have experienced both like I've experienced it on both ends. And so I just am telling you that it's the same. Like I have the diagnoses and everything to like prove it. So, um, you know, it's serious. This is serious. And this is why I'm like, have such conviction to do this show is because it's, it's real and it's, you know, right. You know, this is not like we tell stories and we joke around a lot sometimes, you know, when we're telling our personal anecdotes, but like, It's just more than that for me. And that's just a way that we can deal with it. (laughs) Right. So I don't know. Just that's what's, it's just, ugh. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. So that's our serious moment for the episode. <laughs> um, okay. Well, do, anything else on that one? No. Okay. What's the next one here? Oh, great. Okay. So this one, she wants to be part of a community that encourages you to accomplish and claps for you, <laughs> even at the smallest of wins, instead of a mom group that does nothing but judge your parenting skills. Oh, I've heard a lot about mom groups. Um, yeah, I feel really uncomfortable around moms. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. I really tried. But like one time I walked into like a breastfeeding mom group and... They would oh like br- feed their kids and then they put them on a scale and weigh them to see if they grew any ounce or like gained any ounces. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is so stressful. I can't be a part of this. And then I also did went to like a hippie mom group because I thought I was I thought I was like pretty hippie. Like, yeah. Oh, would, I, no, I'm not. I'm oh. just like, <laughs> I'm like borderline, like conservative, like. Uh, <laughs> like so, so you didn't find your mom group. I have not found my mom group, and I like, like, I'll be like, I'll take my kids to the park, and I'll like see these really cool moms, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like, do you think that they could be my friend? And then, like, they either won't talk to me, or like everything will like talk, or like will like start talking, everything will be going great, and then at the end, it's like, do I ask them for their phone numbers, or like, and then yeah. I never do. It's like, <laughs> like I hope I see like- them here tomorrow yeah it's mom groups are hard and uh, so so I mean you have a point like it's really hard to make friends as a mom in general it's hard to make friends like just as a human being being older yeah and not in high school because you're not in your peer groups anymore where you're in school and you're just surrounded by people who you have things in common with right you know like you're kind of have to fend for yourself and then you start to realize that there are a lot of people who don't think the way you do and you know yeah it's hard to connect sometimes when you feel like no one gets it but the thing is is that if you are vulnerable and actually show who you are the chances of you connecting with people are even higher than if you're just trying to like fit in somewhere you know what I mean? Right. Do you that think that your, um, your, like, the groups that you were in, like, did you feel like they were judging you or did you, like, I know you've said you've had relationships out of them, but, like, were they rooting for your accomplishments and clapping for you? Like, was that, did you really feel that sense of, like, of that when you joined? I mean, that I was, I wanted to talk about this a little bit for sure. I mean... They do celebrate a lot of things, but if you're not achieving levels, you're not getting celebrated. So you feel kind of left out. And like, let's be real, like, just because you paid to be a part of this group, like, does not mean that everyone loves you. Like, there's a lot of drama that goes down in these groups. Right. A lot of fighting and differences of opinion and just like nasty stuff so like it's not all pretty and I doubt it's all pretty in the rest of these companies you know like right I mean it's just like it's it's kind of like it's kind of a cop out to say you join this group you pay money and then all of a sudden you'll have these like friends that stand by you you're still gonna have to make friends 
you like you would there, whether you're in a mom group, whether you're in an, a pyramid scheme, whether you're at work, like that's up to you. Right. So yeah, to use that 100%. as a selling point is kind of like, <laughs> right. Because once you join these groups, like usually your sponsor will make a post that says like, Hey, welcome to the team. This is so-and-so. And then this has happened to me multiple times. They don't ask you for a picture to use. They just like take a picture from your social media to like introduce you. <laughs> and like when I joined the weight loss one, she picked like the picture that I was the skinniest in. That was like an old picture. <laughs> I was like, they fucking think. <laughs> You're like, actually, that's um, but... not what I look like now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's not me anymore. Like, don't, don't want to show my before picture of what I fucking currently look like? Okay. That's the, um, that was the, the coffee or whatever, the skinny coffee. Is that that one? Yeah. That was, yeah. So um, did you feel like you had, did you create long lasting friendships in them? I, I don't, well, so at this point, I think it's hard for me to speak to because I don't know whether those friendships will stand the test of time. I hope that they do, but I don't know. I don't know how things will play out given the fact that I'm not just not in the community any, anymore, but I'm like staunchly anti. Right. You know, so like, I, I don't know. I mean, I hope so. And I hope that some of these people can like s- release themselves, but I'm also not trying to force my opinion on anyone else. And I, I don't want this show to be like trashing the Huns. You know, like, that's why I'm not, we're not saying, like, who this post is by. Like, maybe you could find the post. But, like, I'm not doing this to call the actual person out. I'm just, you know, we're just trying to, like, shine light on how, you know, you shouldn't be manipulated by them. Right, yeah. You know, so I don't know. So I I have felt a little bit of distance in the friendships that I thought, you know, since. So, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll see. I hope, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's one of the things that I'm curious about. And I'd like to ask these other people that we talk to, like, is this community? Cause they, they sell a lot of their community too. like pay this money yeah. and then you'll be in this like exclusive supportive community. Like, is that really, really the case? I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I just don't think that it is because, you know, I would get, support from my coach and trainers and stuff and like they would say you're doing so great and you're gonna you know you're on your way you're on your way to like reaching all your dreams or whatever and that always made me feel so good I was like okay someone is seeing what I'm doing it's just not reaching the right people yet you know so it's like I did get some support but it's like those people haven't reached out to me I mean, I didn't really announce in my teams because I really didn't care. Like, you know, when people are like, I'm leaving this group and you're like, okay, just fucking leave. No one cares. Like, you don't need to announce yourself. Yeah. (laughs) So I just kind of like quietly exited for the most part and just told my sponsor and my close friends. And then, but yeah, so I don't know, like no one's reached out to me and has said like, you know, we're really going to miss you or anything. Like, it's just kind of like I faded out into the blackness. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I don't. Okay, well, that's me right there because, like, when you were not online, like, I noticed and I was like, hey, like, what's going on in your life? I haven't seen you post things. You uh, know? Well, that's okay. Let me, I will make, like, an addendum to what I just said because when I took 
time off from my mental health last year and like really was not on social media. I did have some, it was my customers, not, not my teammates, maybe like one or two other consultants who I think I have a real relationship with that, you know, we're just not super close, but they did notice that I was gone too. And it would always happen in spurts, you know, like, like I'd get a day where like three people would message me and be like, Hey, I just want to make sure you're good. So there are a few out there, but it's not the consultants. Mostly it's mostly the, my customers who I was in lots of contact with daily. Mm, Okay. But yeah, I don't, I'm my mentor. I mean, I've met her a million times and she probably wouldn't even know my name if I knocked on her door. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. That was our little, uh, (laughs) Lularoe (laughs) nugget. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. What? Let's see, where are we? The, this is the, I think this is the last one, yeah? Oh, yeah. The last bullet point. Okay. So, now she says, she, oh, this one is especially terrible. I was going to say, this one is going to really get to you, because I've heard you talk like this, kind of like when you were doing LuLaRoe. Yeah. She knows, she knows she is special. She just has a light about her. She reads my posts and thinks, damn, that would be cool if I was just shown the way. Which is absolutely exactly what they're counting on. Right. Like, like, yes, that is exactly what I did. I would emulate all of these top sellers. I would spend a lot of time watching their live videos to see what they did and how they did it. And I would try to reenact what they were doing in my own way. And you do that for so long. And it's like, how am I, how have I not hit gold yet? You know what I mean? Like I'm doing exactly what they're doing and I think I have a pretty good personality. So like, why isn't this working? And so then it makes you start to doubt yourself. Well, maybe it is my personality. It's just, and which is not (laughs) true. It's just not meant to work. The system isn't meant to work for everyone. Right. And like, Drawing on the fact that, like, people don't feel special is just, like, a special kind of evil to me. Because, like, I spent a lot of my life not feeling special. And obviously, that's why I was, like, sucked in so hard. is because, like, I wanted to be recognized, you know? And, like, now I realize that none of us are fucking special. (laughs) Like, we're we're all the same and we're all special in our own right. But, like... There's nothing special or unique. It's like a fight club thing. You know what I mean? Like, we're not, we all have capabilities that are unique to us, but like, so does everybody else, you know? Like, I found a lot of solace in the fact that like, I'm not terminally unique, (laughs) which is like a phrase that's used in like addiction and things because like people who find themselves in these situations like tend to think that they are the ones that can break the mold. They're the ones that can do it. Like they're the ones that, you know, will break the mold. So it's like, you know, it's literally, you're terminally unique. It will keep you in bad situations until you realize that like we're all the fuck. Right. So I just, I don't like this at all. It just really lights a fire under me. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's just that one is annoying because it's like 
you're painting a picture of like you're meant for something and it's gonna happen for you when like statistically it's not you know and so she can say that all she wants but you're not you don't think she's special she's a number to you like you're not right you know this is just you're gonna sign up you're gonna sign up under this person and then realize that you're one of like four thousand because she probably has a huge team and like yeah you might have one-on-one contact with her a little bit but like it's just so she can keep getting whatever money she's getting so she doesn't get kicked out of her house or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. and like, she's also saying like, you know, well, if you know you're special, then be like me. Like, I'm going to teach you how to be like me. Right. It just like, oh, it doesn't make any sense. Like, if you're special, then you need to you know, use your whatever. I don't know. I feel like I'm talking in circles, but I just get so frustrated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then the rest of her posts are like, uh, so (laughs) should I just read it? Yeah, go ahead. This year I'm trying to be super intentional about who joins my mentorship programs simply because it's my number one priority to pour into you, get you started right, and then get you to the top next to me. So she wants, <laughs> she's at the top of the pyramid. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking for people who are serious, who are in the same season of life as me, and who are ready to run. And this time I am so passionate about bringing the mamas home. Do you fit that mold? Do the things above relate to you? If so, and you'd like to fill out an application to be considered for one of the spots, or if you've been watching and thinking and finally want to take the chance at a spot on my team to do what I do and learn from me, comment below with your favorite emoji and I'll get you a link to fill out. So, I kind of want to fill out an application just to see if I'll be considered. Like, (laughs) is she really going to choose who? Like, is she, or is she just going to take everybody? Right. And like, this is just another thing, like to get you to take the steps because what they're trying to do is get the person who they're targeting to take action. Because once you say yes to something, you're more likely to say yes again. So if you drop an emoji, they're getting you to say yes to get more information. And then If you fill out a form, they're getting you to say yes again. So when they reach out to you, you're more likely to say yes when you join because you've already done these little micro things. Like this is literally a tactic used by FBI agents to get people to spill more information and to like get them to agree with them. So, you know. Yeah. You know, it's just... (sighs) And, like, I think that they would accept everyone. Why wouldn't they? You're paying them. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if she said no to anybody, it would be sacrificing her income. Right. That's why I want to see. Is this new? Uh, This is three weeks old at the time of our recording. Mm -hmm. So it's probably still open, hun. Well, I just want to fill out an application and see. Or I want to see, oh, I'd like to fill out the application and then see what happens. And see what the application looks like. 
yeah. to be considered for one of the spots. I'm curious. There's a girl that does Beachbody that um, she actually found me in a Facebook mom group that I'm on. And she consistently messages me every six months, I would say. But um, she always posts that stuff. You know how she got me is we had the same um, – our we have the same last name. Like it's uh, our maiden names. We okay. have the same – I couldn't think of the word maiden. We have the same maiden names. <laughs> and so she was like, I wonder if we're related. And that's how she messaged me. And so that got me talking to her. Oh. Um, and, yeah, so basically – she always posts stuff about there's only a few spots left. Like, come join. Oh, And, right. like, there are always mm-hmm. a few spots left. Like, there's never classes full or whatever. Like, this group is never <laughs> There's only 12 spots. Hurry. Like, blah, blah, blah. But she de- that's, like, a tactic she uses a lot. She always says, like, you know, like, as if it's, like, an exclusive thing. But. Right. And that it is literally a tactic that we are taught. Like, we were taught to use that type of wording like I want to be very clear that the reason I'm talking about copywriting and all this stuff is because it I was taught it to use as a tool you know like we're taught to say that it's limited so that way more people are more likely to sign up and there's so much that goes on behind the scenes too a lot of times if you see someone comment on the post the poster the hun might have asked that person to comment so that other people would see someone was doing it and be more likely to comment. Ooh, this is very common. This is very common. They teach you to reach out to your customers. Like when I would post grab bags, they would teach you to reach out to some of your best customers and say, Hey, would you buy one of these grab bags and claim it so that, you know, I can send it to you and you could post a great picture and people would be more likely to do a grab bag next time. Wow. Yeah, so, like, I'm sure it's the same. I get messages from it works all the time. It's like, will you post this on your wall so I can tag all your friends that are, like, all your friends that comment, like, they become friends with them and then message them and then get them to post it. It's like Facebook is this nasty network of huns that they, like, do you get a lot of random friend requests? Um, Not so much anymore, but I, I've... I've had, um, no, not really. Oh, okay. I think it's because I am like in the hun community, but like I get so many random friend requests and it took me a really long time to realize that they're just random huns who request everybody. Like what they do is they go through your friends list and just request everyone. Like this is their recruitment tactic is like, just cold adding everyone on Facebook. So what you can do is you can go and you can make your friends list private so that no one can search oh, yeah. it okay, and keep what, your friends safe. So I have my friend list is private, but you also can't friend me unless you're a friend of my friends. Okay. I think that's how I have mine set up now too. And maybe just because I have so many hun friends. Oh like yeah. It, but it's happened a lot less since I made my friend list private because I didn't, <laughs> Like, I didn't know that that was a tactic. I just, you know, I hadn't been taught that yet. And once I was taught it, I was like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> no, but I have had people, like, post on some of the mom groups, like, um, I'm looking for friends. I'm so bored. Da, 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 da. And then and then you message them or whatever. Or they, like, people will message you. It's actually a rule. 
like on our mom group on Facebook. Like you are not allowed to do any of this. Like, Oh yeah. I've ran across those rules, like no profile surfing. Like you, you're not allowed to even like go check out someone's profile from right, the group. Yeah. And some of the groups I'm in, like, you know, you can't mention anything on their profile if you guys are having an argument or whatever, or discourse, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so overall, this post is just gross. We want you guys to be on the lookout for this kind of stuff so that you can know what they're trying to do and you can make smart decisions. Yeah. And it's really important now with everything that's going on because they are in full, full recruitment predatory mode because they're worried about their income because sales are going to be down. And they need to recruit to keep up their lifestyle. And so they're hitting it heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so... if you're a mother and you're struggling with um, all of those things that we struggle with, like your identity or sacrificing or, you know, there's resources out there. Like, I think we, I can, we can post them in our notes about um, like postpartum depression and things like that. There are, are, you know, you can go to counseling. There's like online counseling now. There's things that you can do um, to to better yourself rather than join an MLM. Yeah. So if, if you're a mom yeah. out there and you're like looking for answers, this is not, this is not it. Like this is, you need, you need help. Like, you know, in other ways and paying a membership to like join something and try to sell to people is going to add more stress and more financial burden to your life rather than just, you know, trying to find an outlet and to be healthy mentally. And Yeah. If you are willing to spend the money to join a multi-level marketing company, use that money instead on a in real investment for yourself. There's all sorts of sites. I think it's a great idea. We'll link some in the show notes that you can, you know, pay for therapy, pay for, a life coach, whatever it is that will help you and that you're looking for. If you do have the money, that's the way to go, you know, like better yourself with real tools that can help you, you know, build a healthier lifestyle for yourself, whatever that means to you. Right. And there's other part-time jobs out there. Like I've been part of the service industry for a long time. So I mean, there's jobs where you can work nights. There's jobs where you can work weekends. There's jobs when you can work early mornings. There's jobs where you can, and then you still, you know, get a paycheck and you get to talk to people daily, like real humans. Like I work at a serving job and I work on my husband's days off. What may, like only one day a week or whatever. If he has like the morning off, I can pick up a morning shift. So I still, I love my coworkers and I get to go to work and they don't see me as a mom. They see me as Francine and you know, I'm still getting a paycheck and I'm making real connections with people and customers. So there's other outlets for this type of thing. Um, if you can work it into your schedule or, you know, there's also, there are mom groups for every interest. Like there's hippie mom groups. There's those are everywhere. You can join them on Facebook. You can, and maybe you need to find your niche. Maybe. Yeah. But. Yeah. And there's also 
I know a lot of places, you know, there's a, there are a lot of places that are hiring right now. Like I think grocery stores need a lot of extra help and things like that. But there's also other independent contractor jobs, you know, like say you just need some extra income in the short time. There's things like Instacart and Shipt and things like that that are in high demand right now. And that, you know, you can get hired right away and then just stop whenever you want to when you go back to your, you know, other job or whatever it is. There's other options that don't require you to pay up front to earn money and that have a higher rate of success in actually earning money in the long term. Like when you get a job, you're guaranteed income if you work. (laughs) Like I don't even want to know how much I got paid an hour over the long term with LuLaRoe because I was working all, all the time I was awake. You know, so that's these other jobs like Instacart and Postmates and things like that. They helped me a lot when I was coming out of my depression, like when I was just starting to work on it for the reasons that you talk about with your jobs. Like I had human contact that wasn't involved with LuLaRoe, you know, like I was like, oh, you know, like I am a real person, you know, I'm not just a LuLaRoe selling machine. Like I have wants and needs and like things that need to be taken care of before my business which like I feel like these companies always say that like they tell you that you're supposed to take care of yourself first but then they don't follow up with their actions you know like you're told to work more if you want to be more successful so you just keep finding places to fit work into your life more until it takes over everything yeah which I saw that with you so I I mean Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, the reason that I feel like I can talk about this kind of stuff is because it happened to me. And I know that everyone's experience is different, but like, and I hate the term, like my truth, because I realize that like, you know, we can't just like twist reality (laughs) into our truth, like the Huns do, because that's what they do. But like, you know, I've experienced it so I can speak on it. I feel like I, don't have a problem with that (laughs) so I don't know yeah so I just realized should we wrap up on like a lighter note because I realized I forgot to tell one of my stories (laughs) (laughs) did you have anything else that you wanted to touch on or okay we yeah I mean it gets depressing talking about this stuff you know not a good feeling yeah but it's not but it's really important you know, people have said that, like, you know, thank you for the content that you're putting out. So as long as it's helping at least one person, I'm, we're going to keep doing it. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we'll end on a little bit lighter note. This is kind of a fun story, because um, I, you guys know, I'm obsessed with The Bachelor. And I have followed what he's a former bachelor producer but i started following him i think before i even started watching the bachelor on twitter because he had this hilarious um thread about being on a plane and i don't even remember what it was about but his name is elon gale and because of covid and everything that's going on with a lot of people being quarantined he put out a tweet and was like hey if you want to chat with me i'm going to be calling people randomly in the morning like every weekday and so I sent him my number and he actually called and I got to chat with him and it was so freaking cool 
and um I don't know it was just a really good conversation and yeah so thanks Alana. <laughs> and he looks super red by the way like I looked him up now that you say the thing about the plane thing like was it like a saga Yes, it was, like, the funniest thing. I remember just, like, losing my shit, cracking up over it. And that's when I started following him. And I told him this when we chatted. And he was like, oh, yeah, that was 2013. And I was like, I don't know how you remember that. But I guess I've been following you for that long. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then it was, like, I think one of the things that I've gathered, like, I don't know a ton about him. I just, like, you know, have followed him and then got into The Bachelor. But I think that when people who worked with him on the show like the former contestants like talk about him like I think that like my impression is that he's like just a really good guy and I totally got that like from my conversation with him it was just like a real honest conversation that I like left feeling good you know when I feel like that's how I feel when I leave talking to you because I'm like that was a really good conversation like it was real (laughs) no seriously like we were because you and I got into like some kind of deep stuff earlier today and it's like it could be uncomfortable topics but it's just like it's so refreshing to have those conversations because you know you realize that not everyone is like putting on a front (laughs) you know and like you can have that human connection that we're all craving so much in the most unlikely Mm -hmm. places that's so cool though that he did that yeah yeah it was really cool and um you know, we talked about the podcast and everything and he was really funny. It was, it was a good time. So if you're listening to this, Elon, thank you <laughs> for your support. You're the best. <laughs> yeah. So that was another funny story. The, this week Dang, has been man, super I've just been walking around in my pajamas, trying not to eat everything in my, clo- in my cupboard <laughs> and you're like doing all these things. Well, I'm doing them all from the comfort of one of the rooms in my house. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Beanie babies. Okay. <laughs> oh. I oh. <laughs> If you're still listening, thank you guys. No, but this is a really funny text. Wait, let me see if I can find it because it made me laugh. Okay. So, we were trying to figure out when we were going to record. And you said, "Dang, where did it go?" Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, we chatted up. quite a bit after that. Yeah. We are currently, oh, yeah. I was like, so when can we record? And you said, we are currently trying to make a spreadsheet of all our beanie babies. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you put on there? Like, ostrich, 1999. Okay. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm quiet here because I'm laughing so hard. I mean, I have a huge thing of bean babies, but I never thought to spreadsheet them. But that's pretty um Okay, so um it's really funny because after this exchange happened, like my significant other was like, Damn, you really like spreadsheets, don't you? And just was like laughing at me because I got so excited when I told him. He was like, Of course you're making oh a spreadsheet. God. Um, I really like spreadsheets. Apparently, this is something that I have discovered about myself. And so we've had this box of Beanie Babies. Like we were really into Beanie Babies. Like we used to go to like the hotel oh conventions my and like 
yeah like you know how they rent out the rooms and like we'll have shows to like buy stuff well we went to the beanie baby shows and so like i remember seeing like the super rare ones and like their boxes and like they were super expensive and like there were some that we just couldn't afford but like we would go and hunt down the ones that we want yeah so we've been kind of putting it off because you know going through stuff like this is like terrible but I was finally like, okay, let's do this today. So we took the box and we got it out and I opened the box and I can't describe the like childlike joy that like washed over my body. It was like, I was in the early nineties again. Well, when I moved, because I moved cross country, so I had to go through and unpack the things and I opened the bean babies and I was like, oh my gosh, like memories, like, oh right and I got so excited and I would like pull one out and like know its name and be like oh my god this is Blackie or like yeah and then I had like the McDonald's ones thrown in there and, too like, so I was like oh my gosh I oh have a little gosh. ostrich and a baby ostrich but they're they're okay those are actually some pretty legit made toys like they're super well made they're they're like durable they they look like they were just I mean they were in the bot in a box from in the rafters for like 20 years and they're so nice. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I'm glad that you said that because I was really surprised. I was expecting them to be like in bad shape. And they're but like they super all look great. cute. They have, like some of them have little poems. They have the dates. They have names. I mean, the whole concept yeah. of Beanie Babies is just like, I don't know. It's such a good idea. And they were so fun. And they had like, they were like really cute animals. Yeah, I and I still I have one in my car right now. Like one of my, I don't know if it's like a quirk or a tradition, but ever since I had my first car, I put a Beanie Baby like in it. <laughs> like my very first car on the dash, uh-huh. I had the Otter. I I don't I forget his name, but I had the Otter, and he like got faded out because of the sun. I don't know where he is now, but I was I went to a car wash recently. And I forgot to get cash back for a tip, so I had to buy something. So I picked this like multicolor. But llama. the beanies nowadays are kind of weird. Like they have big eyes and like weird colors. Yeah, they're totally. But like different. back in our day, they're they were totally like different, actual but... animals that were like super fun. Yeah. So back to the spreadsheet. Um, so there's different like pellets that they were made with. There's like different generation tags and like, you have to make sure that, and then there's like tag errors. Like sometimes there's an extra space before an exclamation point or something. So there's like all these little things that you have to look for because some of these beanie babies and they're not selling at this price, but like some of these things are listed for like 30,000. But how much are you, they're probably worth like dollars. No, I don't think, I don't think that we have any rare ones. I, I would be happy if we could sell each one for $10 a piece. I mean, oh yeah. Is that too much? Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, maybe like the whole box for 30 bucks. I don't know, but that's why I want to go through and we want to like, just make sure that we're not sitting on anything that could be potentially like really valuable. So we're going to spreadsheet them and just see how many we have and make sure that, you know, I mean, I don't think that anyone in the collector's market right now is going to be like spending this shit ton of money on Beanie Babies. Why did we to all be think honest, they were going to be so much, so worth it, money? Like what, how did that all happen? 
I have, I'm because people like to collect things, I guess. I mean, I love to collect things. I have a huge nail but, like, we collection. bought them I mean, with the intention of like, these are going to be worth money someday. Like, can you think of any other toy that we did? Yeah, that's very true. Like, Polly Pockets, Barbies, like, nothing. It was just Speedy Babies. And then we bought, like, protectors to go with them. Oh, yeah, yeah I've got so all the tag And, like, boxes. Like, that was the thing. Like, you could buy, like, supplies to keep them, like, in optimal condition. Like, it's just the whole concept was so strange. Yeah. It is really funny the right. things that but like, get popular. I have them. I dump them all you out, know? and I let my kids go through them, and they love them, and we play with them. And... Oh well, I love that. Well, maybe well, I should I, send you guys some. Yeah, they made it into the pod, stuff. and they came across country. And I, I'm telling you, I threw away so much stuff to get to cross the country in one pod. We wanted all of our stuff in one pod, and. The Beanie Babies made it. <laughs> I, I love this so much. Do you think that we've been talking for too long, or should we tell people the story about when you knew you were we were going to be best um, friends? Because this whole this whole Beanie Baby thing is really well, solidifying. That like, story I think needs to be in the beginning of an episode because it's so funny, or maybe it's not funny. It's just really like it is. Funny. I don't know. No. Yeah, they'll like it, I think. Okay, so we'll tell that story on the next episode. Okay. Um, So thanks, everyone. This has been, despite how repulsive (laughs) our subject was, (laughs) um, this has been, I've had a great time. All right. Yay. All right, we'll see you next time. It'll either be an interview or a deep dive. Oh, and then, you know, we're trying Mondays and Thursdays, but, you know, we're figuring it out. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to create as much content as we can for you, and it'll right. get out yeah. there eventually. All right. Well. All right. I'll see ya. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>